to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker. I'm Specialist Flonasia Niels. And today we have some guests with us in the studio, so I'm going to let you all introduce yourself. Hey, my name is uh, Daryl Hammond. I'm the lead health and wellness coach for the South Carolina National Guard. We work for service member and family care. Hi, I'm Tony Hyatt. Um, I'm the wellness coach for the Orangeburg area. Okay, well, welcome and thanks for stopping by and talking to us. Thanks for having us. Yes, so... Uh, can you kind of explain exactly what is health and wellness? What what do you guys do in that sense? So um, it's more of a holistic approach I think we're moving into. So we take a look at the whole person as a uh, as an opportunity to train, to get fit, to get healthier. Uh, our we're as, as as contractors we're sort of targeted on how working on soldiers that have failed the APFT or or flag for height and weight. But we also reach out to those that are performance athletes. So we just try to find platforms that are available to them. We take a look at what time they have, what resources they have available to them, and try to find a fitness program that works for them. Okay. And as a coach, what what all entails that? Like, how did you get into this position? Were you already in the uh, industry, I guess, in a sense, doing fitness things? Or how did you end up becoming a coach with health and wellness? Um, yeah, I've been a personal trainer for like 10 years. Um, I've served in the Army for 13 years. Um, I'm a master fitness trainer in the Army, um, and I have a degree in sports medicine and so I was literally on orders as a drill sergeant doing army stuff and then I was coming off and looked up jobs and luckily found this so I get to pretty much still be in the army work for the army but be in the industry. Mm -hmm. One thing I do want to bring up (laughs) now that we've started uh, if you hear noise in the background uh, the museum is still under construction below us so we're going to try to, to get through it. Hopefully it's not too too distracting for those who are listening and watching. But I do like that you brought up about you being in the military because, sir, you're retired as well, correct? That's correct. And I, I think it's cool that uh, you guys, you are civilian contractors, but you were a part of this. Like, you wore this uniform. You still wear this uniform. And, like, there are coaches and stuff who have been a part of the military. So you have an understanding of what these soldiers and airmen are going through as a traditional M-Day soldier and that kind of thing, being that citizen soldier one weekend a month and then your two weeks of training, but then, like, you're a normal civilian throughout the week. And so it's nice that you guys have that background and an understanding, and um, hopefully it helps you guys uh, use that to your advantage to help them with these programs and to get them in shape and to uh, – teach them new ways of nutrition or to do better on their PT tests and all that kind of stuff. So I think that that's really cool that you're not just normal citi- like uh, civilians. You partake in the military and you have that understanding. I think it's very important for us to understand what a what an M-Day or traditional soldier goes through. And being in service, we do understand that process. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people that work on shifts. There are people that have two or three jobs. It's family life. And so – they're, re- they're required by contract. They, they raised their hand and said, I s- to support and defend the Constitution. And so they have to be here. And part of the process is they've got to be able to stay physically fit to be able to par- be a part of the organization. But we have to have an understanding to work with them. We have the flexibility to work with them to uh, build programs and platforms they can use when they're not at work and when they're not w- working for the National Guard. So I think realization that it's just a struggle for some soldiers out there. They don't have all the resources available to them. Uh, a traditional soldier, army soldier, can essentially leave work and go, you know, half a mile to a local gym on post someplace, and our mm-hmm. soldiers don't have that same opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I know your health and wellness and everything, but what does your program offer? What can you offer to the soldiers and airmen 
to help them? And what are ways that they can reach out to you to be a part of this? That's a really good question. I think the way the Service Member Family Care Directorate is built, we have seven one-stop shops across the state. And so each one-stop shop has a health and wellness coach, and each coach is assigned six or seven counties they manage along with units inside those organ- inside those counties. So we have a direct contact with uh, people across the state. We also work with soldiers and airmen that are living out of state. Some As they deploy, we can send uh, opportunities for training downrange. We offer a, a free training app called Train Heroic. They can download the app. Uh, they reach out to a coach. We have an assessment with them to talk about what their needs are, what they're trying to work on, what uh, their limitations are, are they on a profile, permanent or, or temporary, and and so it allows us to have a personal con- con- conversation with them about what their needs are, and then we sort of develop a plan around what their needs have to be. So do y'all go out with the trainees, or do y'all just um, give them a plan and then, say, execute? We can go out with them and train them as Sometimes an individual, usually like more like group effort to get mm-hmm. more. But um, like I work out of the Merck, so we do like lunchtime training um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. But then if I'm available or there's more groups of soldiers available, if they're like, hey, Tony, like we want to go work out. Can we make it happen right now? And I'm there like, yeah. Hmm. Okay. And then I know y'all said that y'all had different uh, – uh, coaches around South Carolina. So y'all have them in Greenville area, upstate, Midlands, and Low Country. So pretty much you cover everything. So there's no excuse for anyone to say, hey, I don't have a coach. <laughs> I can't <laughs> find someone, pretty much. Yeah, we cover air, all the areas. Uh, we have uh, Charleston, West Columbia, and Columbia, uh, Spartanburg, uh, Daniel's up in Rock Hill, Tony's here in Orangeburg, and, and sort of out in the McIntyre area. Greg is in Florence, and Matthew's up in uh, Clemson area. So we have every 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 con- every country, <laughs> every uh, every uh, county has a representative they can reach out to. Okay, awesome. That's good to know. And if they drill, let's say here in Columbia, but they live in Charleston, mm-hmm. then I can link them up with like Adam in Charleston. So it's not it's not just a hey, we help you on drill weekend because they y'all can come out drill weekends, correct, and help these units and stuff. But also, if they want to be a part of the program based off of where they live, they could ha- deal with that specific coach in that area, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, so, one thing I do want to bring up is uh, we recently had the privilege of spending pretty much all day with you guys in your team, shooting some awesome content that we're going to be posting here soon once we can sit down and get it all edited. But... Um, Hopefully we can reach out to those who might not be able to be a part of the program or maybe they're just a little nervous to step out and ask for help and we can help them by creating videos with different exercises and tips and all that um, to push out to them on our YouTube channel. So I'm really excited that we were able to come out and kind of do that and it's going to be an ongoing thing that we do with uh, your section. is there any advice or anything like that that you would give those who maybe are on the fence or um, if they just can't find the time to, to get out and do something with you guys, but they can have these videos at their disposal to do at home in their garage or in their backyard or whatever? Like, Do you have any advice for that? 
I think the most important part, especially with the new the new fitness test, the ACFT, people are just, I guess, scared about how they're going to look. They haven't seen, mm-hmm. they haven't tried the events before. They've never done hand release push ups. They haven't done a you know, standing power throw. They haven't done the sprint drag carry. So I think they're a little concerned about what their first effort is going to look like. But mm-hmm. if their first effort is at the actual test, it's going to be a disaster. So I, I, I'm really grateful that uh, your organization reached out to us about doing videos. So each, each of these videos is going to break down each event and then have some recommendations for how to train for those events. And then just having soldiers and airmen out there having some uh, flexibility and creativity. If you don't have dumbbells to use or don't have bricks to carry around or weights you carry, you can, you can use bricks as a, as a workout platform. You can fill a, a five-gallon bucket full of water or sand and use it to, to move things around. You can use bags of fertilizer. You can um, you know, do a lot of things out there. Just be creative in what the, the process is. But uh, that first step of reaching out to one of us to have a conversation to talk about it is, is critical to their overall success. Mm-hmm. We still have a few more months of a diagnostic event for the ACFT, but the, the record test is coming up. And we hope that units that will get more involved in testing, they'll get more involved in having diagnostic events for the units to see how it works. Um, and the ACFT itself, I think, is even though the training platform is very difficult for most of our soldiers and airmen because they're, they're M-Day and don't have a, a gym to go to on a regular basis, the event itself is pretty fantastic. It's, it's not the push-ups and sit-ups where you look away while somebody else is doing them. You're actually side-by-side with someone. You're, mm-hmm. you're encouraging, you're challenging, you're kind of getting on each other, and, and it's, it's, it's pretty exciting to watch an ACFT take place. I think once most of our service members start doing it on a regular basis, they'll become more comfortable. They'll be able to look at our videos and see ways to train for it. Uh, I think it's just a matter of taking that first step and getting out there and trying the ACFT. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that is the thing. Like, And it's not just that. There are lots of changes going on across the military, and that being one of the bigger ones. And I think that is the problem is a lot of people are so afraid of how they're going to look because they're not training for it. They don't know what it looks like if they haven't already done a diagnostic. And so that could be a fear is how am I going to look like in front of all my peers? And to break that stigma and to show, have y'all show them like, this is what it is. And nine times out of 10, when we've talked to people about it, they said it's not as bad as what they originally thought. It can be challenging, obviously, because you're doing stuff that you're not used to doing. And uh, you might be lifting more weight than you're used to and all that. But as far as the exercises and stuff like that, they're not, it's not as bad as what everybody thinks it is. So I'm glad that you did bring that up. And I'm hoping that all the videos and the content and the stuff that we're creating to push out will help uh, them feel more comfortable to reach out to you guys to ask for more help because that's why y'all are here. That's your job yeah. to help us. <laughs> help well, us pass that test. A free resource. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Thank so, you. like, the hesitation should be very limited because it's a free resource. Mm-hmm. Well, Tony and I talked yesterday about doing some things. You know, we, we talk all the time about workouts and stuff, but you really can't out exercise a bad diet. And oh, Tony has some issues to have about that as well. Yeah. So, would you like to talk about that, Coach Tony? Um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of things that you could talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, like grains, like in the typical American old school, like plate <coughs> diet that we used to do, like we should eat a whole bunch of whole grains and do these things. Um, but they actually end up inflaming your body. So if you're consuming a whole bunch of like wheat and all these things, like you can go out here and do all this cool guy stuff. But if your body's constantly inflamed and it's just like fighting each other, like, a negative almost. Mm-hmm. So do y'all uh, 
I guess, cater a diet towards the person that you're training? Like say, hey, you know, or do you do nutrition? How do y'all work nutrition is the biggest thing I'm going to So we can't provide nutrition or dietary counseling. We okay. can provide resources available to us. The VA has some programs. There's local resources here. The Eat Smart, Move More kind of thing. There's resources around we can we can help move them towards. Mm-hmm. We do. A, I think we do a really good job of encouraging people just to be aware of what their diet looks like. If you write down the stuff that you eat over a two-week period, don't change anything. Just write it all down. I think you, you get a self-realization of what your intake is. Mm-hmm. You look at all those things you're having that you shouldn't be having. We don't, we, it makes our job easier. It makes your job easier as, a, as someone who wants to get fit or healthy. You have a realization of what your diet really looks like. You have you can look at a diet look and say, well, I shouldn't, be, I, I shouldn't have three Cokes a day. It just <laughs> makes sense. You shouldn't do that. So, mm-hmm. uh, And then us have, being there, encouraging them along the way to do a little more, a little more water, little more fluid some more fruit inside your diet whatever it is to help someone along the way yeah Yeah. and I'm glad you brought that up too because uh one thing I would like to add uh, is everyone's different like if I come to coach Tony and I'm saying that I'm doing these things and she's helping me with this exercise it could work for me but if specialist Niels goes and talks to coach Tony the the advice might be a little different like there's all these different fads out with <coughs> dieting and things you shouldn't eat and fasting. And I've tried all kinds of different things because I've had weight issues my whole life. And now I'm getting older and it's making it that much harder to figure out what works for me because what worked for me when I was like in high school is a lot different than me being almost 30. So don't get discouraged. Like y'all are here to help coach and, and there are certain things you can and can't do obviously based off of your certifications and stuff. But don't get discouraged if you're not seeing results right away because it could be a process of, okay, this is working, but this isn't, or none of this is working. We need to reevaluate and figure out what is. And it's not just nutrition, which that is a huge thing. That's the biggest thing, but it could also be your workout. Some people can go out and run miles and miles and burn tons of calories. And some people can go out and they can barely run a mile. Like there's different things. Some people can lift more weight. Some people, they have limitations of um, maybe they have injuries, so they can't deadlift or do different things. But y'all are the resource to help say, well, you don't need to deadlift maybe necessarily, but you can do these other exercises that works the same muscle groups and all that. So I think that's really beneficial as well. Um, but outside of that, is there anything else that y'all wanted to talk about today or any more advice that um, you would like to give those who are listening and watching? I wouldn't, like what you are talking about, like, running, doing these things, more isn't always better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you could go run a ton of miles, but um, a lot of my training is focused on the gait cycle, and if your gait is horrible, then you're actually going backwards. Mm-hmm. You might be burning a lot of calories, but then you're also putting more injuries on your body, which eventually you're not going to be able to run because you have these injuries. So more isn't always better when someone's like, I did 20 miles a day, I'm going to do 30 miles tomorrow. Well, that's not always the greatest. Mm-hmm. Sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for those who like to run. Uh, or lifting more. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, oh, definitely. So I more mean, isn't always better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I recently, um, my fiance and I did a powerlifting program because he's big into that. And I was like, hey, it'll help me with my PT. And like maybe I can lose some weight and see if that helps. But the um, doing the same exercises ev- like every other day, like – after the first half of it, I was like, I was ready to be done because you don't see that instant gratification because it's a long process of doing it. But, and that's the thing 
especially with weight loss goals, like people are doing all these things, they're taking things out of their diet instead of like weaning themselves off. So maybe um, I know in one of the videos, which y'all will see eventually, they were talking, one of the coaches was talking about don't cutting your calories in half, like don't cut in cold turkey, like slowly wean yourself off the soda or the tea and start drinking more wa water slowly make your portion sizes smaller because I've done it before. I'm like, oh, well, I can just eat like chicken and rice and go run later on and be fine. But then I feel like I'm dying because I don't have enough food in my system. I probably didn't drink enough water, so I'm dehydrated. And I'm trying to push myself more than I probably needed to. Instead of doing five days a week, I should have maybe worked out three times a week. You need that rest. You need those periods of a break in between to let your body adjust. But some people get in that mindset of, oh, if I just if I just sweat every day for 30 minutes, it'll work. Mm. But in reality, that's not the case all the time. Maybe for some people, but in the long run, that's not going to be beneficial. Yeah. So. And just to piggyback off of uh, what uh, Sergeant Baker was saying, everyone's body's different. Everyone's goals mm -hmm. are different. You may have a goal to gain weight and like for me, I have a runner's background. If I go out and run, I'm going to lose weight tremendously, and that's not what I need. So having you all as a resource to say, okay, yes, you can still do cardio, but to actually stop or not like stop losing weight or just kind of keeping a healthy balance, that's something y'all can provide and kind of show me like, hey, you know, this is what you can do to keep your, your muscle gain or whatnot. So I think that's important to put out because a lot of people, yes, you want to, some people want to lose weight, some people want to gain weight. So it's good to have that healthy balance of y'all are able to provide that. So awesome. I will be checking you out, uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Hammond. So. <laughs> well, we have a very educated team. Mm -hmm. um, the fitness industry, a lot of times because people look great, that they're immediately like this subject matter expert and they're really not. Mm -hmm. And it's great about the team here that we have. We're all very educated individuals so um and then because a lot of like what you're talking about like a runner's background a lot of what you can and can't i don't say can't do but not going to be as successful goes with your genetics mm -hmm. like mr hammond here like he's a runner like he has a type one more muscle fiber types like his body's just built more for that rather than some so everyone's meant to run like every human's meant to run and walk like that's a fact but like say he wanted to be this jacked ripped guy. <laughs> it's not going to be there. as <laughs> maximum as um, another male with mm -hmm. different genetics and things like that. And it's good that we have an educated team because we'd be like, hey, that's a great goal. We can shoot for that. But you're probably not going to look like that picture yeah. that you, you know. And I'm so glad you brought that up because people, they, they see something and they associate it with, something so like you're saying you go to the gym and you see these jacked up guys they're lifting 400 pounds deadlifting like a thousand pounds crazy stuff <clears throat> but they may not be as healthy as you think they are right. you don't know what their diet is you don't know what supplements they're taking everything like that to get to that level because there is extreme people out there who do that and I mean, it results in health issues. So you can't always look at somebody and be like, I want to be, I want to look like that person. It, it's based off your genetics and, and what your body, what you're built for, I guess, in a sense. But definitely not looking at, because I could look at Mr. Hammond and be like, oh, he, he's like slim, he runs a lot, but how do I know that he's actually healthy 
from within, you know, like, is he really drinking all his water? Is he skipping out on meals so that he's not putting on weight? Like you, you never know what that person's going through. So you can't look at these magazines and be like, I want to be like this person because nine times out of 10, that's not a reality. And what it takes for you to get there is a lot different than what it took for them to get there. I'm glad Tony mentioned the idea uh, of the pro- but that we have a lot of educated, our, our platform is very educated, is filled with educated uh, coaches out there. I reached out to all of them at some point in time to have questions or conversations about uh, working with someone who has a, a particular program or spe- a specific problem we're trying to work through. And uh, personally, um, even though I do like to run, I've had to cut back on my run because I'm, I'm a little more experienced in life now, which really <laughs> sucks, but it, it is what it is. Uh, and so I've gone to a more of a weightlifting platform because I wasn't losing the weight like I used to. My body has changed, and so mm-hmm. I've had to do some more things to get the. I'm not. And I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm trying to get, just stay lean, and so I've had to in, had to change things. And so the first week or so, I was on a more intense uh, weight working program and just same amount of running. But uh, my my desire to eat doubled. I mean, I was mm-hmm. eating all day, and so I've had to find a way to kind of cut back on that. I have a tendency to snack a little bit, and I guess that's okay in the big picture. That's something else we talk about too. Is you know when in the in the process of getting where you want to be, you normally didn't get from where you were to where you are overnight. So how can we get from where you are to where you want to be over a trend period? And you talked a little while ago about uh, mm-hmm. how you plan that, how you reduce slow to reduce products along the way, and then the expectation is um, not trying to lose five or ten pounds in two or three days. It's an up, it's a process you've got to go through, and we we encourage that. And if people get on our program through the Train Heroic app or individual with us, and um, they have a week they take off for vacation or two weeks they want to take off and not do the, that, that's fine. That's great. It's okay to miss a few days, even a few weeks. Just get back on get on, back on the horse some point in time and get back in the fight because we know that's what you want to do. I really appreciate you guys stopping by. Um, before we close out, though, could you uh, tell us where people can reach out to get in contact with you? Yeah, I can send you a list of all the coaches around the state and our one-stop shops. The easiest thing to do, you can, you can just call me uh, at, uh, at my office or my, my cell phone is uh, 803-552-6052, and I can connect you with your coach. If you want to meet with someone, Tony mentioned about no matter where you live or where you drill, what's most convenient for you, we can connect you with a coach where you drill or a coach where you live. Uh, and reach out to us. We're happy to help. Okay. Well, again, thank you all for stopping by. And everybody stay tuned for all the videos that will be coming out eventually. I don't want to spoil any anything just yet, but just know they're coming. Um, but if you like this video, make sure you give it a big thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button, and we will catch you guys in the next episode.